The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Our guest today was in a bad car accident when she was 17 years old. She was in a coma for five days in the ICU, and during the coma, she had an NDE, went through a tunnel to heaven, and stood face-to-face with a person she recognized as Jesus in a most beautiful paradise surrounding the city of heaven. Here to tell us about her near-death experience is Betty Cohn. Betty, welcome to NDE Radio. Thank you. Uh, Betty, I think we should... Um, because your story is so detailed, I think we should just jump right into um, what you saw when you were in your coma. Okay. Um, well, I was as I was in the hospital, like I said, I don't know how long this happened, but it could have been the whole five days. But the next thing, I, I know I could hear people talking in the room, and I could see things, and I was feeling this pain in my head and because I'd had a slight concussion. And so at some point, I just, I thought I just got up. It just seemed like I just got up out of the bed. And so I felt really free and felt so good. And I walked over to the vanity there in the hospital room because I somehow just knew that I had dirt in my hair. So I wanted to pick up the hairbrush because it was laying right there. And I tried to, to pick it up and I couldn't pick up the hairbrush. And it alarmed me. I couldn't understand this. How could this be? And I could see myself in the mirror, but I was in, like, ghost form. You know, I looked just the same, but I was, like, invisible. Uh, not totally, but I, you know, just a faint, pale version. And I could see, I thought, I don't what, I don't look right. And then I could see in the reflection in the mirror of someone laying in the bed. And of course, it was me. But I did not understand. I'm, I'm going, who is that? And I walk over to her. And uh, first, though, it hit me. I thought, how could that be? That How could I be over there? It looked like me. How could that be me and I'm over here? Well, I walked over. It's like I'm trying to get her up because I'm recognizing, oh, this is me. And I didn't, you know, I'm like 17 years old. And I just, it was just pretty alarming. So... Then, um, next thing I know, I thought, well, I'm not getting back in that body. I've got to go. So I just walk, I just move so freely. It's as if you float or just glide. You just move by thought. And so I go over to the doorway, and I'm looking, thinking, well, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Um, so I look down, I look out the hall there, and I can see spirits. And it's like they're, they're walking by, and I saw one look like my grandpa. Now, he had died about six months before this, and uh, but he looked old, as if like he did when he died. And there was these people. There was like a train of people following him behind, and they're all wait going their hands. I, I remember this one um, slender-looking lady, like blonde hair, and she's like saying, "Come on, go with us, go with us," trying to get me to follow them. But I was a little bit leery. I didn't feel comfortable with this because I kept thinking, "Well, what if that really isn't my grandpa?" And I could see how easily I move and glide. I, I was afraid I would keep going and couldn't find my way back, possibly. I just hesitated. 
And actually, I do believe that that was God that helped me to just to not go. It was like a temptation, but I, um, I didn't do it. So then I turned back into the room, and as soon as I did, the whole room just lit up with the most glorious bright white light. And it was almost like a person, though, because you could feel this warm love from it. It was just glorious. It just was almost blinding that I could see. The next thing, I'm just sucked like a vacuum, just sucked up and out of there and just immediately going through a very high speed. If you had skin, it would feel like your skin would peel off. You're going such a high speed. But yet I could feel, I knew there was something around me, almost like an invisible chariot protecting me. And so going through, um, through, the, through space, and all this time I'm just, you know, it's just so, gosh, you know, what, where am I going? But I'm just, I just like I had no control. But yet I felt fine, and so we're going through this really, really long tunnel. And I could see lights ahead of me, like a light at the end of the tunnel. And we're going really fast, and then finally as we approach heaven, it's like you begin to slow down like in an airplane. And so as we slow down, then each color I could see like a ring, rings, several rings of the colors of the rainbow, the purple, the blue, the reds, and all the colors. And each one we would pass through, I could feel one of the attributes of God. Is the way I say it now. Back, back then I could feel this, but I didn't understand much. And uh, I could feel like royalty, love, peace. Just on each color, it had its own um, feeling. And so we're going through this, and I, it was just kind of an experience going through that itself. And then finally, um, as we approach heaven there, it's just like stepping off an air, airplane onto another planet. I just step off, and here's heaven. And my grandpa, who had died, he was there. Now this time, this was really him. He was... Uh, Looks about 30 years old, very young, slim, dark hair. He's Italian, Sicilian. And mm-hmm. so he looked just like he would have very young. And we're communicating instantly, and he's letting me know, well, I helped you, or I'm here to greet you from crossing over death over onto this life. And was I would have questions back and forth, and we just communicated this way. And, um, but, uh, you know, I... He was just letting me know that, you know, don't be afraid and everything's going to be okay and you have an appointment. I didn't know what that meant, but uh, he said, and I'll see you later. So just go on, just come on. And then all of a sudden I see this crowd of people and there's more coming over here to my left and I knew they were all past relatives. And so they're, they're all just greeting me with such welcoming and such love I could, and peace. I could just feel such a... Uh, warmth from them, and I knew that they knew me, even though many of them I couldn't know or remember because they were before my time on both sides of my family, my mom and dad's side. And so they were just like coming up and hugging me and talking to me and, you know, and just greeting me, and so I just felt this wonderful love and peace from them, and every everyone looked very young. They looked, they all looked distinctly different as if they would have, it was like at their high, at their best point. In life, they all look this way. Then, um, then another man comes up, and I believe now that, because I, I know God has revealed to me, showed me that this was Abraham in the Bible. And he's, he looked very similar to my grandpa, so I kept getting it kind of mixed up. I was thinking, now, this is another father. Well, the 
the Bible says he's the father of our faith. And so, anyway, he's letting me know that he's going to more or less give me the truth. And he's, he kept saying, he said, don't, he said, come on, let's walk around. He said, just take it all in. Just take it all in. Don't, don't, you know, don't be afraid. And he was just, there was just this reassurance of communication going back and forth between us. And so I'm looking at all these things, and like I said, it's just like I'm, I'm just, I'm in the most beautiful paradise, indescribable. And I know so many of you try to tell it, you just can't really. And we don't have the right word to describe this place because it's beyond our imagination. The beauty, the colors, it's just, I mean, amazing. I was just, it was just breathtaking. I was so caught up in just looking at everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so all this, uh, the most beautiful flowers, I mean, landscapes. It was like being in a meadow and then you could, and and valleys, meadows, and little rolling hills, just the most beautiful place you could be. I'm just taking all this in, looking at everything. The beautiful grass, the brightest green you ever saw. It's it's like when you step on it, it's like uh like not you can't hurt anything. Everything just remains. Either your feet go through it, or it just springs back up. Everything stays perfect. Everything is perfectly manicured, perfection. And so I'm in all the trees, shrubs, fruit trees, flower gardens, many flower gardens. Those flowers, I was so taken with them because they're so. They're all alive. Everything there is alive. It's like everything breathes with, and vibrates with life and actually the, the life of God. You can feel love and peace off of everything. I mean, it just permeates the air, the atmosphere, and heaven. And so I'm, I'm seeing even the flowers. Would, when I look at them, I just could not get over these colors. I saw many colors that we don't have here, just colors I'd never seen before. Bright, liquid, almost, almost liquid-looking, like bright bright cartoon, vivid colors, mm-hmm. and even the, they even have faces on them, the flowers. This may sound strange, but I'm telling you, these flowers, it's like they're, you feel like they're people almost. They're looking at me, swaying back and forth, and I can feel the love of God just permeate from them. Like, I love you, I love you is what they're saying. Wow. So I was taken with that. And then, then I saw the crystal river that talks about in the Bible. Of course, I didn't know about all the Bible back then so much. But I, um, since then, of course, have understood a lot more. But um, the river, just crystal clear, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, almost almost like a pretty blue color, yet you could see all the way through it, and yet it had gold sparkles, gold, kind of a goldish tint to it. And everything seemed to have a little mixture of this gold uh, shimmering look. So I'm seeing this. And then, um, then I'm looking around all these people, and, and over to the right, I could tell this this place was vast. It just goes on and on, and I didn't uh, go. You know, there's too much to cover. But I'm looking around here, and there's people gathered everywhere, and they're all talking about. Um, all of a sudden, it's like there's a, a commotion. They're all just, oh, oh, here he comes, here he comes, and and even Abraham had told me, he said, yes, you have an appointment with the king. I'm looking like, what's this all about? What are they talking about? And they're seeing, and I look over here, and I can see, of course, the, the skyline of even the city with the huge pearl gate all around it, or at least that portion. I know it went all the way around. And just this architect of, of beautiful buildings and things. I mean, never, we don't have this architect here. It's hard to describe. It's as if, well, actually, I saw plants and flowers and things that are totally alive, 
woven into the architect some way and something just things that we you can't describe so I saw the skyline of the city and then over that wall on the other side there I could see these little rolling hills and this is where they were all looking toward and I could see something moving across these hills and it looked just like a huge ball of light it just almost looked like the sun had sat down on the earth the sun in heaven you know and was just moving across this across these hills, I could see this coming, and I kept watching that, and it was going very slowly. And I thought, hmm, that, that seems, you know, strange, almost like it's, it's somebody. Or So I'm watching this, and then as it keeps coming closer and closer, and it took a while, then finally, as, it, as I saw him coming closer, I could see that this, yes, was in fact a person inside, this light, and this is just all the light beaming off of him. And I knew instantly when I could see there's a person in there, I, I said, oh, I know who that is. That's Jesus Christ. So I could see him coming. I knew. And the, just, you just feel all this beautiful just love and, and glory and all this just brilliance off of him. So Abraham's telling me, he says, so go up to meet him. Go up. You have an appointment. So I started walking. Walking, actually, you don't walk. You just move by thought. You're just floating, gliding. So I'm going up this hill to meet him, and I got, I became weak. I, it's like I couldn't, couldn't move any further. I could go so far, and the closer I got to him, I couldn't go any further. And I realized now I was not spiritually strong enough. I was more or less a babe in God. You could say I was had been born again as a child, but I was, I had not been living for him. I was doing my own thing. 17, and so I, um, when I came back, I thought, I can't go any further, and then Abraham's there, and he's telling me, he said, come over here, he said, let's come over here, I want to show you the fruit trees. Well, I go over there, and along the, both sides of the river are fruit trees. Well, it talks about this in the Bible, the trees of life for healing are on both sides of the river. Well, so I go over there, and and they look just like regular shrubs. And there's fruit on there. He says, see the fruit? And I said, yes. And he says, I want you to, you know, you can, you can eat it. Take one off and eat it. And they look just kind of like a cross between a, kind of a copper color, a cross between a peach and an apple. So I, I just reached to grab it. And I, I think that it's just because of the new feel of doing something. I'm spirit and this is spirit. Everything is made a spiritual matter. It was just such an easy, it's like I felt like I dropped. I just turned loose or I dropped it and I thought oh, it fell it's like it's floating and then it just disintegrated and evaporated and, and he looked he knew my thoughts Abraham he said don't worry you can't mess anything up here everything's perfect don't worry and I looked and there was a new one on there instantly in its place so that was just you know that I remembered was outstanding so I he said go ahead now take the fruit and eat it so I picked it off and I put it in my mouth and even beyond a taste, I mean, the taste alone was just like this most juicy, most satisfying, uh, quenching thing that you could put in your mouth and eat. And it, but beyond that, I could feel it permeate my whole being. I could feel strength, the little strength and peace of God, just like more of God came into me. And so I, I it was just an explosion, almost like an explosion went off inside of me. And he said, and I, wow. And he said, now, now you can go, you can make the rest of the way to meet him. So 
I went on over there, and I was able then to walk on up the hill. With no, and I say walk, it really wasn't walking, but I just moved up the hill. And I stood right there in front of him. And that in itself was, of course, the most outstanding thing of being in heaven, naturally. He is just oh, just the, the glory, such peace, such love, like you've never felt before, of course, beyond beyond what we think of love. And such kindness, I could just feel his, he, I was just so drawn to him like a magnet. I, even though I'm feeling so vulnerable, a little bit exposed, like, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling a little, almost like a little bit unworthy, but yet at the same time, his love is just overwhelming, all that. And he's just, it's like he just wipes all those thoughts out. I could feel him. And then he's, uh, we're communicating, I'm, you know, just spirit to spirit. That's the way you don't talk with your mouth. You just think a thought and, and they answer it immediately. It's just instant. And um, I was asking, you know, where am I? What is this? Where, where am I at for sure? This is heaven, he told me. And I said, well, what, what happened? And he said, well, he said, um, he told me, he said, uh, you were an accident, a car accident. And, um, you know, he said, well, he's not sure at which point. He said this at different times, two, twice at least. But he was letting me know that, you know, Satan tried to interrupt your life and stop it. And that's why you're here. And uh, we're going to, you know, talk about your life. And it was like I've heard of the people having a life review, but this wasn't exactly, I don't recall because... Many things are still being revealed. Amazingly as that is, it's amazing how things still come. More understanding, or, oh, I re- I'd almost forgot about this part or something. Things that still come to me. But he was, he was looking at me. I was feeling so much love. And I knew his eyes, the way he was looking at me, his eyes are like almost like laser beams, but yet pools of love. Just such beauty and kindness in his eyes. But yet he was looking at me like in the spirit, and I, I knew he was scanning my life from birth to death. So he was just looking at my whole life. And then um, he's, he's just talking to me. Um, we're just conversing back and forth, and I don't remember yet still all of the conversation, but I do know and I believe that the Lord has shown me that, that as if all this is in a time capsule, and many, much of it will still be revealed when I'm able to hear it, when, I, when it's time, because this is the way it's kind of come about over these years. Anyway, uh, and of course I'm just letting him know I do not want to leave. I, I want to stay. I want to go with you. I want to stay here. Because it's, it, looking in his eyes, most beautiful, um, it's like this is home. Every question, every uh, desire that you'd ever have was in his eyes. It was like, oh my gosh, I've, this is it. I'm not leaving. I want to stay. But then he started, he, he told me immediately, he said, no. He said, um, you know, you need to go back. It's not your time. And you have not yet completed the blueprint I have for your life. And Satan tried to inter- interrupt it to stop it. And you need to complete that. But I just kept insisting, no, I, no, I, I, I you know, I want to stay. Then he um, he was just trying to persuade me, but he, he talked to me a lot about the power of the will, 
In other words, he was telling me, you have to choose. I can't choose this for you. Uh, you have to make this decision. I gave you the power of will and the importance of our will. And um, he said, you have to choose. It has to be, you know, it needs to be your choice. You can stay, but you have to make that choice. I still just did not want to. Then he started showing me. I get, I, all of a sudden, I look and I see these like little twinkling mists of light, almost like a smoke, but it's like little twinkling lights sparkling coming by, and I could feel they were like pulling on me. I could feel a pull back, and he and I thought, what is that? He said, those are the prayers that are being prayed for you from your family. They're praying for you, and I need to answer those prayers. They're praying for you to return. And I could, I literally, that experience alone, I felt, I know now, the power of prayers are very, you can feel. And so um, I said, well, yes, okay. And then he started, um, he started talking. It's like I could see also, it was like a scene would just come. He was showing me different things, trying to persuade me um, to go back. All of a sudden, it's like I see my mother. It's like I'm, I'm seeing my mother there on the earth. And she's praying, and she's, you know, crying, and I'm seeing her, and he says, your mother needs you. And I said, yeah, well. And um, he says, you know, um, he said that uh, oh, you need to go back with your family. And uh, then I just was still resisting. Then the next thing, he, it's like I'm all of a sudden, I'm in my own funeral. I'm in a casket. I'm... Like I'm back on the earth, and I'm in a casket uh, in a church at my own funeral. The flowers on top, I would come, I would just rise up through those flowers and look around, seeing who all was there, just seeing, you know, the situation. And I would go back, looking at all these people, and I could see, of course, such grief and sorrow and tears, and it just a very heavy, uh, bad feeling. And then next, you know, I experienced that for just a little bit, but it really did feel. Just like, I mean, it was real, as if I had died. Then I'm back in heaven. And, or that seems over. And he shows, and he says, is this what you want? He said, do you want that? And I said, no. Um, You know, I don't want to bring all that kind of sorrow and grief and everything. He said, well, if you don't, you know, if you don't go back, this is what it will be. So he was using this to show me. And so I... I, um, you know, I was thinking about all this, and I said, well, um, yeah, I, I know, but I, I just don't want to, I don't want to leave, just, I want to stay here. And then finally he said, he said, well, you know, if you don't go back and you stay, it won't be like you think. And that kind of got my attention, and I thought, oh, well, all this time, it's like he, I'm just still going toward him, and he's moving backwards. And we're, we're all the way, almost all the way to this, to this big one, uh, huge pearl gate. And it's just one huge pearl. And I'm seeing that we're about, to, you know, the city's right at the entry, right into the city where all the buildings and everything are. And, um, he says, no, he says, don't, don't come any further. You need to go back. You need to decide. He said, because if you, if you don't, if you stay, you know, you won't be able to go back. And and he said, and really, he said, it won't be like you think. because And then he stretched his arm to the left. He said, because over here, you'll be in outer darkness. And, of course, that alarms me. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, hell? <laughs> you mean 
I won't make it? Well, I, I don't believe that's what he meant now, but because the way he pointed, when he pointed his left, so I looked to my right, and it looked like almost like a, just an opening, like into just dark space, like outer space, just, just dark. And I thought, oh, that doesn't look, I don't know about that. That's a little scary. And really, I don't, I don't believe it was that because God has revealed to me since then just through a lot of praying, a lot of praying, and actually a lot of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, because it is a revelation gift, and it reveals things. And things would just start coming to me, kept saying, remember this, and yes, well, this is what that was. And because I kept thinking that meant hell, and no, you were going to lose rewards. In other words, you would not fulfill your purpose. You wouldn't have fulfilled your call that I have on your life. Many lives and many souls would have been, that would have been touched would not, because that's pretty much the reward, the place that you'll retain with him forever. And this would not have happened. And so it would still be heaven, but it would not be as glorious as what I have for you, as, in other words. So I've come to understand this since then. But in my mind at that time, I thought, oh, I don't know. And he knew I didn't know. Of course, he knows everything. He knew, but he didn't care because he knew I would know someday when it was time. He would explain this to me. But it worked. So I, so I thought, oh, that's kind of scary. Okay, I don't want to chance that for it to not be like what I'm, what I'm experiencing right now with Jesus. So I said, okay, that just kind of settled it. I said, all right, I, I will go back. I will go back. I decided. And his face just lit up with the brightest, I mean, just the most beautiful smile. I could tell he was very pleased. He was just like, I made the right decision. I knew I did then. And he said, okay. He said, you're going to go back now. He said, and I'll see you again when it's time. So I um, and I went back. But some other things um, uh, I need to mention. In heaven, everywhere is just music everywhere. You could hear music everywhere, most beautiful, beautiful music. And it's like angels are singing, all these different sounds are coming all together as one sound, but it's just perfect harmony. And also, the most beautiful fragrance is in heaven everywhere. It's just saturated with it. I just call it the, the fragrance of heaven. And I still smell this. Uh, many times when in prayer or whenever God's presence is manifested in a church service or, or just, you know, places like this, but many times just by myself, I... And I don't always depend or look to that, but boy, when it comes, it's like, oh, it just hits you. And it's, it's really a, um, it's a fragrance that you're, I'm really smelling with my spiritual nose because someone could be standing next to me and not smell it. So I know it's in the spirit and the Lord showed me, so that comes by discerning the spirit. That's, um, you're, because you've, your spiritual nose is picking this up. And, uh, because I've also smelled the opposite side of that also when there's bad, uh, bad spirits or a bad thing. I, it's like I've been in the grocery store and smelled this before, and it's just uh, all of a sudden it's like this most putrid, and I think, oh my God, what is that? What is that? I can tell no one else is smelling it. And then the Lord quickened to me said that you're smelling the bad, bad side. There's a like a demon spirit in the atmosphere here. You're picking this up. Well, anyway, um, but this most beautiful, I mean, and this smell is so uh, not just it's almost like intoxicating, just such a beautiful, uh, holy, pure fragrance that you could ever smell. It's almost like a sweet rose smell, but it's just euphoric. 
anyway, I'm trying to think of the other things well, in you heaven said that, that I may have left out. The, the, the music, the, the fragrance. Um, I think I you told me that... I didn't see animals. The tr- People have asked me, but I do believe that oh, yes. they're... Definitely. And I didn't see... Uh, I probably did see children, but I just didn't take note of it. I saw... I don't think, though, I saw the area where all the children are being raised that have been, you know, I do believe they're raised by the angels there in heaven or loved ones. They take care of them, babies that have been aborted, miscarriage, things like this. Um, I'm certain of that. Because there's many parts of heaven. I didn't get to see it all. I knew that. Um, See. um, When you got back, did you tell people right away what you'd seen? Yes. Immediately, it was like I, as soon as I came back, I, and I began to wake up. And um, I was telling my mother, she said, yes, the first thing she said, I kept saying, I remember doing this, laying there saying, oh, my gosh, I saw the most beautiful flowers, the most beautiful colors I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I kept talking about the colors of heaven, all the colors, and, and then talked about, I told her about seeing Grandpa, because that's her dad. And, um, oh. yes, I was, I was so into this, it's like I was still so over there, I didn't feel like I was totally back here yet. And because even my friend came up to the hospital, and I kept calling her my grandpa, and she kept saying, hey, I thought your grandpa, you know, Mary, you know. <laughs> I just seemed like everything looked that way. It's like, gosh, I couldn't shift over quite yet. And it did take a while. Even when I got home Wait. from the hospital, all seemed like colors and things, it was almost too bright for my eyes. It's like because my spirit had ex- had been exposed to so much that it was just, I don't know, overwhelming. I was just too sensitive. Even the colors mother had fixed up my bedroom and put new, you know, some new bright colored curtains and things, and it was almost too bright. It hurt my eyes. And this this was this way for a while, and then it finally wore off. But because um, I thought there was something wrong with my eyes, but I know now that was not it. So, you said um, it took it took you several years to finally commit to uh, to a life with God and and uh, and serving Him. Yes, yes, it did. Um, this is what people don't understand. They said after an experience like that, it looks like you would have jumped right in there. Yes, it does look that way. But I guess you have to understand at that time. This was like 1971, and the you know the hippie era was kind of on, and you know you're. At that age, 17, I was almost 18, two more months, I'd been turning 18, and my senior year in school, and I just wanted to be cool, and I didn't want to have a, I thought, well, you know, what I knew of about church and things like that did not compare with, I mean, for what I knew of it, I, I was raised in the Catholic Church, and that's really all, the only church I knew much about. I'd been to my grandmother's Baptist church a few times, but I thought, no, that's too dull of a life. I can't. I just cannot. No, I just, I just kind of kept this as a separate thing. I thought, no, someday, later, later. Well, Betty, uh, we're just about out of time, and um, I know you've made a two-CD um, uh, collection of the of the details of the story. Yeah. Uh, my heaven, my heaven experience. Tell folks yes. how they can uh, can get that if they'd like. Uh, well. Call my phone number. I don't have a website right now. Um, my phone number is 918-426-1288. Um, or they could email me. 
Um, and that's B is in boy, two B's, B, B underscore C O N E at yahoo.com. Terrific. Betty, we and are I out guess. of time, and I want to thank you so much for telling your story. I didn't want to interrupt a word of it, <laughs> and I only, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, only had to at the end. But if listeners would like to hear um, Betty Cohn's story again or any of our past shows, they just go to our website at nderadio.org and hit the Past Shows button. And for information about IANS, just go to their website at iands.org and be with us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.